Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to these encore episodes of the five-part series, Fresh. Make sure that you take a listen. Even if you've listened to them before, I listen to them again, and they are worth hearing in a fresh way. So wherever you are today, maybe you're like me and you're on holiday. Maybe you're at your house and you are in a dark time. Maybe things have grown stale and you're not quite sure what is all this going to look like if you decide to continue moving forward with God. Well, I want to encourage you, listen to these Encore episodes in a very fresh way. Give a fresh ear to what God is saying to you. I love you all. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Check out these few episodes entitled Fresh, because we need to make sure that though we are glad for the historic the significant, the important, the groundbreaking that has come to our lives and our history with God in the past, we want to make sure that we are staying with Him in the fresh, that which has uh, the future within it that is enterprising, that which has not been previously known or even used. We want to stay with God, living off every word that comes off of His mouth, just like Jesus did. We need to be grateful for the history, but we must be with him in the fresh. So take a listen to these episodes entitled Fresh, and as always, I pray they will provoke you to go deeper with him. All right, here we go. This is Fresh 5.0. So I've just watched for the first time the video of the Kentucky Derby where this almost unknown, inexperienced horse named Rich Strike came from totally from behind, 80 to 1 odds, and uh, won the Kentucky Derby. And, of course, people go wild over this. And I said to the Lord, why, why do we love such stories? Because I found myself getting choked up as I watched it. I mean, it was just a few, you know, seconds. And I went from early morning sluggishness and just, you know, clicked on the video. And then I'm watching it. And all of a sudden, I'm welled up with emotion. And I'm like, what is this, you know? This is some fresh emotion. And I just said, Lord, what is it that that just touches so, so deep? And I said, Lord, don't let us romanticize things like this when it comes to you, when it comes to our life in you. Because I do believe that we are in for some very fresh and dynamic moments in our private lives. I believe that we're going to experience Him, experience the Father in such fresh ways. It will be staggering to us to see what 
he does and to see what he is able to bring us through. If you listen to the previous episode where I was speaking on fresh confidence and the fresh grace that when you tap in to uh, that which is in you from him for your race, you're going to be amazed at what you are able to walk through, what you are able to overcome. So I think this is a part of when I saw Rich strike, I'm like, well, you know, Epicenter was the horse that was, um, it looked like that was leading most of the of the race and everyone thought was going to win. And it was like Rich Strike just kept tapping into his own grace <laughs> for his race, for this moment in history. And uh, lo and behold, he he runs his race, and and he wins. And so, just opening this episode, this isn't exactly what I'm going to speak on, but because it was so fresh within me, I thought, well, I'll just make a comment or two on this. You know, but that horse, which didn't look like much, (laughs) you know, ran his race. And so I want to encourage you as we go into this episode where I'm going to speak a little bit on uh, fresh emotions and fresh following that you would remember you, no matter how things may look today. You have grace for your race. You have grace for the life that the Lord has written for you. That which he has planned for you. You see, not only were you chosen out before the foundations of the world, but Ephesians 2, I think verse 10, uh, in certain translations makes it clear that there were works that were also prepared in advance for you. And when you decide, I'm going to live the life that the Father wrote down for me, and you tap into that, you have grace, the literal ability of God himself to live that life. And so I often have been encouraged when I have been in such deep uh, depths of valley times in my life where it was quite dark and oppressive. Oftentimes more when I was believing for someone that I loved even more than my own life recently is that God would remind me, Nancy, I'm the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I had the first word on their life. I have the last word on their life. So don't let the middle bother you continue on. It's not over until it's over. And many times we collapse, don't we? We collapse in the middle because somehow we think that's the last word, but it's not. And we're in the middle. If you find yourself in the middle of things today, remember the middle is not the end. And stay with the Father in what he's written down. Tap in just as sure as you take a straw and you pop it through the plastic lid on a, on a cup of soda or water so that you can drink what is inside the cup. I'm saying to you, tap your straw of faith in him. Tap it into that cup 
and begin to take in that which is for you and take in, tap into the grace that's given to you for your real life. So that's kind of the Devo (laughs) as we open up into this episode. If Rich Strike can tap in, if the horse and the rider can move as one and tap into the grace and win their race so unexpectedly, my friends, then let it in just a very, very simple way, let it be a simple encouragement to you today to remember that You and the Father move as one. As sure as a horse and rider can move as one, you and the Father move as one. All right? You're not just a horse. You're not just a mule. You're not just a jackass. Okay? You're not just a donkey. Right? You are a son. And you're moving as one with him. And you're tapping in to that which he has put within you. It is present, my friends. It is present. So now, let me share this little bit with you. And I want to say that uh, frisch, uh, the, this word fresh in German, uh, has been with me now for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I'm certain that I don't yet know exactly what that's going to mean uh, and all that it means, why God has just kind of emblazoned this word in front of me. But uh, yesterday on one of my social media sites, one of my dear friends, Oscar, uh, said, uh, Nancy, you know, it's fresco in Spanish. And I said, yes, Oscar, it is. And I said, I'm going to <laughs> mention it on my podcast. So this is my shout out to my dear friend, Oscar, whom I love and honor and was so glad to see his comment uh, yesterday. And so um, if I'm not mistaken, it fresh is fresco in Spanish and in Italian. And uh, so I am really um, laying hold of this word fresh, um, which means that because God is so emphasizing it, you understand that it could mean that things are going to feel really, really stale. When God gives you something, my friends, it's not to tickle your fancy. It's usually going to be a bright, bright light in darkness. And that's why he's emphasizing it so strongly, why he wants to make it real in you. Holy Spirit wants to make real inside of you the freshness of him, the freshness of his love, the freshness of his presence, of his word, of his mercies, fresh, that though you may walk through such old, familiar things, Don't let the familiar keep triggering you. Step into the fresh. You know, trauma comes out of the stale things of our life. But when something current happens, it wants to trigger the old. It wants to trigger that which previously happened. So I'm saying to you, as I'm saying to myself... I'm not one of those people that's just waiting for the next, you know, shoe to drop and therefore I can never be happy or never experience joy. My friends, I'm in the freshness of life with him. I'm not trying to maintain some particular emotion. I'm in the freshness of life. And when you decide to really live, my friends, you're alive in Christ, 
alive. You are not Teflon. You are not stoic. You are not shut down, numbed out, dummied down. You're alive. Therefore, you will uh, feel. There will be emotion. But now, because you're alive in Christ, these fresh emotions are coming. It's going to be by spirit to soul to body in the proper order. So certainly I have emotion, but no longer does emotion run me because it has been put straight. It used to be crooked because the emotions coming from the body and the soul and from every outside influence, right, that they would overwhelm me because they were out of order. They were inordinate. They were also emotions based upon thoughts that had been um, rutting through my life for years and years. Because remember this, emotions, my friends, simply follow thoughts. And if you have an overwhelming emotion, you ask Holy Spirit, what is the thought that has just entered into my mind? What thought or, or new information just came to me? that now my emotion is following that thought. If suddenly you have the thought, I'm going to be all alone this whole weekend. I'm, I have no one. Nobody calls me. I'm alone. Boom. And you wonder why your emotions are now on a roller coaster on Friday afternoon, and suddenly you pitch yourself into a state of sin, a state of living independent, from the Father all throughout the weekend. And then by Sunday, you're just a, you know, like a wet rag doll in the corner and you schlep off to church to try to, you know, kick it back in for Monday. See, we don't have to remain ignorant. Emotions follow thinking. So when I speak about fresh emotions, because this this thought kind of came to me uh, yesterday as I did my live on my uh, Facebook group, The Producer's Way. And if you've not joined that, you should go over and click on Everything There is Free. And that's where I do lives and and uh, we, we meet together and stuff. So The Producer's Way uh, Facebook group. But on there, I started talking and I was just, I've said this about fresh emotions. And I was like, oh, yes, I need to mention this on the podcast. Is when the Spirit of God is speaking to you, spirit, new man, you are spirit. Then you, the new man, then you speak to your soul. And your soul begins to come in line to the spirit. Finally, bring your soul in from, you know, that cat five hurricane. You, new man, you bring your soul under the spirit. You do that. Holy Spirit speaks to you, the new man. You are spirit. And as he speaks to you and informs you and reveals to you and talks to you, you then talk to your soul and body and you tell them, this is what we're going to be doing today. You see, this is when you begin to exercise real authority over yourself, self-control, not self-discipline. But self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And we are not looking to be emotionless uh, automatons. All right? We're going 
to be truly alive, spirit, soul, and body, but it's going to be in proper order. And 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, we have the mind of Christ. That's in spirit. The mind of Christ is your mind, your real mind in the spirit. All right, so come on, get fresco with me here. Get fresh, fresh, right? Listen, fresh, fresh from the spirit, always fresh. So though I may be in stale circumstances, oh my goodness, I have passed through this how many times? How many times? We No, no, no. I am fresh. I am having a fresh move of God inside of me, and freshness is coming to my soul and to my body as I move through the familiar. And you will not have the same responses, reactions, decisions if you will allow for this freshness of the Spirit to be yours, no matter what circumstances you're going through. Holy Spirit, the Word says, if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap from the Spirit. God will not be mocked. Oh, it's true. But is there a fresh work happening in you right now where you are allowing Him to bring you into that deep place where you're adapting to the mind of Christ, which it goes on in 1 Corinthians 2.16 in the Amplified Classic to say, this means that we have his thoughts, his feelings, and his purposes. You see, in the soul, it's the mind, will, and emotions. The soul was always meant to be mm, the servant to the spirit. And when things got completely off the rails and out of whack and perverted and crooked at the fall of man when everything went cattywampus. The soul became a highly overdeveloped muscle that has tried to run man. But the soul must be brought back under, if you will, the shadow of the Almighty. So the new man is one with Holy Spirit. That's who you are. You are one with Him. As he speaks to you, you then begin to learn how to release the freshness of the Spirit into your soul. Is soul, here is how we are going to be thinking today. When an old, stale, familiar thought comes, is nobody loves me, nobody's calling me, I have nothing, look at everyone else. You understand that means you're, you're longing for somebody else's life, and I want to provoke you to freshly want the life that you have with the Father. Part of the depression, part of the anger, part of the rage, part of, you know, that, that leads us down this deep, dark hole over and over and over again as you keep wanting somebody else's life. You're pitching a fit because you think somebody else has a better life than you. Now, I want you to think about what does that really say? What do those thoughts really say about the Father? is the Father hasn't done right by me. The Father loves other people more than he loves me. Hmm? See, if we're going to mature, because let me tell you, tent talk is about conversations under the big tent of God's presence in the deep, personal, slow-fire discipleship of your life is not to keep you small and keep you in baby talk. Tent talk is for the maturing sons who finally realize part of the reason I keep circling the drain is because I'm staying around the drain. 
I keep letting these same old things over and over and over and over. My friends, fresh emotions comes from fresh thinking. And that fresh thinking comes from the mind of Christ, comes from that mind. Oh, that mind of God himself, the things that are true. Not just happy-go-lucky thoughts. I mean truth. Who you know, you know God is speaking truth in love to you because he cares for you. So I want you to think on those things that I've just shared. And then I want to close out this little podcast series with John 21, verse 21. Now, Peter and Jesus have quite quite the history, don't they, by this point? These are some of the last words Jesus is speaking here to Peter. He and Peter have quite a history, and that's how I started this series. We can have a very significant history with God, but we've got to be in the fresh move with him now. We've got to decide we want the fresh. Let's go into the future And here Jesus is speaking to Peter about his future. He's actually telling him how he's going to die as he follows Jesus. Okay, that's pretty sobering. And they're walking along. Now you would think that Peter would be riveted to Jesus' words. Well, tell me more. How am I going to die? What do I need to know? know? And here is what Peter says. When Peter saw him... Okay, this is, he's talking about John. He's seeing John that's walking along with him. Now remember, this is John writing this in John 21, 21. When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? (laughs) See, this is kind of what I was previously talking about. When we're looking around, comparing and contrasting to other people, it means we don't really know who we are because we keep comparing ourselves to other people as though somehow they're the standard and they're not. So Peter's like, well, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, so Jesus responds to Peter, if I want him to stay, survive, live till I come, what is that to you? What concern is it of yours? You follow me. Ooh, that is intense, my friends. That's some fresh intention right there. Jesus is saying to Peter, Peter, I'm speaking to you about the future. Peter, these are conversations that you and I are having. I'm attempting to prepare you. Peter, though he has great history, though he's lived through many things, you would think at this point he would be riveted. He would be so focused. And where is his focus? It's on John, on another person. And Jesus says, Peter, what does that have to do with you? You follow me. So my friends, I close this out and say to you, fresh following. Who else are you looking at? Who else do you have your eyes on? Jesus is saying to each and every one of us, what does that have to do with you? You 
follow me. So I leave you with this provoking call to freshly follow Jesus. He's looking at you with fire in his eyes. He's looking at me with fire in his eyes. We're going to run our race, my friends. But we're going to have to follow him. We're going to have to hear him in what he is actually telling us about the now and the future. No matter how staggering it might be, no matter how amazing it might be, we need some fresh, sobering words from Jesus himself to us. So I leave you with that. My friends, we must live in the fresh. And it must result in our being riveted to him. We may walk alongside others, and we will. I believe there's a deep breed of very powerful fellowship that's coming. But it is not stuff and fellowship that is born of the soul of man. That about how many friends do I have? How many followers do I have? You know, how many activities do I have? Am I with people? My friends, here's what I'm going to say to you. Is repeating the words that Jesus said to Peter, the one he built his church on. You're the one he's building his church on today. As you follow him. Fresh following as we go forward into the future. I love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.